Hey guys, I'm your host Smita Kantori. Hello everybody. I have Ryan Johnson with me today. He is from Minneapolis. He's a single father, 100% custody with his daughter. His daughter is 11 years old. And he is right about 40% of the time and he is a host of Massive Life Changing Value podcast. Welcome to the show Ryan. Thank you for being here to share your story with us. Hey, thank you so much for bringing me on. Um, I really, really appreciate it. Thank you very much for the uh, invite. Um, that's super cool of you. All right, so let me get into it and tell you a little bit about me. Um, yeah, you know, like the uh, introduction, you know, thank you so much. My name is Ryan Jay. I'm a single parent. I live in a quaint little town outside of Minneapolis, Minnesota. Um, my daughter's 11. I have a full, well, I have whole custody, 100% custody of my daughter. Uh, so that's cool. And that's actually kind of unusual, um, especially yeah, in the state of, Min especially in the state of Minnesota. Sorry, sorry to stop you. Before you go further, I just want to say like, I have a massive respect on you. Listening to that, that you are 100% custody of your daughter, not many of um, male figures will have the custody of their children like 100% and they are like just dedicated themselves or like their lives to their kids like so. I'm, I'm really honored to have you here and I want to, I'm, I'm super excited to hear your story too, please. Yeah, thank you so much. That's, that's cool. That's cool. Well, when it comes to the uh, custody aspect, um, when, when it was that time in the courts and when I was dissolving the relationship with my, uh, my now ex-wife, um, there was really actually no other way to go like it it made sense that I have custody of her it just made sense and I'm blessed that the courts saw it that way and and I was ready and well who's really ready for anything actually I yeah. mean you can you're never really ready but um I was uh looking forward to taking on that opportunity and being a father and well, you know, yeah, you can do it with, uh, with, <clears throat> with your significant other or spouse or what have you. And I guess that's apparently ideal, but man, sometimes life doesn't work out that way. Yep. And mine did it, but here's what it looks like now. So uh, me and my daughter or my daughter and I have a great time right now. And it's a wonderful relationship. And I'm truly grateful that I have custody of her. Um, I really take it on as my responsibility to like, just do the best I can in raising her as, as I see fit, you yeah. know, and, and I take that on and it's serious stuff. Now, now I suppose in one aspect or another, you could look at it that because I am not involved in a dating relationship, nor have dated since since my divorce, um, I kind of like think I'm a busy guy, but I have other people that have uh, questioned like, well, why don't you get out there and date? 
isn't it about time now? Don't you think it's time? Um, you know, honestly, I haven't even actually thought that part through because hmm. I'm, I have to take care of myself. I am a busy guy. I'm the host of this podcast. I own a company. I run two businesses and I'm, ra I'm raising my daughter by myself. So yeah, I got, I got a lot going on here. I got a lot going on and I'm trying to do the best I can in every single area. And, you know, for me, well, uh, depending on how you look at it, I'm just kind of prioritizing what needs to be prioritized. And first and foremost, I got to take care of myself because if I don't take care of myself, I can't take care of my daughter. Yep. And if I can't raise my daughter, then God knows what happens in that situation. Um, so, you know, it's, it's really, really single-minded focus on taking care of what needs to be taken care of yep. and hey one point in time in my life yeah i'm sure i will get back into the dating scene and and that sort of deal but i'm not pressured or putting pressure on myself to come to that spot so so that's where i'm at now i don't know if that was a digression from what we were talking about or oh. not even I wanted to ask about that, like, because even for me, I'm, I'm a single parent. I'm single parent more than like a decade right now. And mm -hmm. even I have been asked the same question, like, yeah, why haven't we, you've been dating or like, do you want to get married or something? As you mentioned, yes, priorities change. And it depends on like what we are interested in at that point of time. You you never know. So it's not yeah. like, yeah, we, we are keeping that out or like if we wanted to have that in, it, it it's just like, that's not in our plate right now. Yeah, yeah, correct, correct. And uh, much respect to you on you and your situation and the excellent job that you're doing. You know, uh, highly respected for that. Uh, I look up to you for that. Um, okay, so I wanna talk about homeschooling for a second. And- uh, I feel like I feel like this is a good way to go. It's a good segue into this conversation um, because of what we've all been dealing with worldwide with the pandemic. Uh, my daughter has been homeschooled since March of this year. It started off in March. Now, when it first started, it was like, it seemed like, kind of an experiment type thing the school district didn't know what they were doing and oh my gosh uh zombie apocalypse what do we do everybody's homeschooled okay all right we thought it was a trial type thing that ah this will only last for a couple couple weeks maybe a month uh fast forward to where we are right now uh it hasn't changed i see no end in her actually going back to a physical school mm. it it could quite possibly quite possibly there is a chance that she may never go back to school again you never know you never know and so um 
learning how to adjust to become like now all of a sudden I'm a principal and I'm a homeschooling dad. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, that's kind of like going back to school for me, myself. Um, so, but, it, but all in all, it's been a very, very enjoyable uh, journey for both my daughter and I. Um, a lot has been accomplished. A lot has been, there's been disagreements someday, for sure. It, um, it doesn't all go well. Yeah, uh, here's the thing I like about homeschooling that is kind of a hidden aspect that I did not think that was going to show up. I'm able to teach my daughter what I didn't learn in school at that age. Hmm. And so looking at where I am in my life right now and the skill set and the things that I've had to learn outside of school hmm. that have actually made an impact and made a difference in my life. Hmm that wasn't taught in school, I'm able to recognize that and put that in place for my daughter's education right now, because I'm the principal and I'm the director of this ship. So it's, so it's that insight of being able to tailor fit her education curriculum. And now, now I'm not talking about anything like far off, or like crazy concepts. Like I'm talking about, like, here's a simple example of like what I was teaching her today. Now, yes, she goes to math class and she logs in and there's video presentations and you're, you're learning math. But looking back on my experience, I was never taught the correlation between how math works how money works yes. and the similarity and what interest is and what debt is and the whole aspect of, well, being financially um, educated, I suppose, mm. was never taught in, in, to me in school. Mm. Maybe I didn't take the right classes. Maybe I didn't pay attention. That could be it, but I don't, or maybe I skipped that class. You I don't know. have blood. So yeah, <laughs> I, I'm I right there know. with you. <laughs> so, so it's one of those adulting type things that you figure out as you go along. Well, uh, I'm just trying to skip that whole step and teach it while she's still 11 and has a better grasp on it. So homeschooling. Sorry. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. How are you able to like adjust your timings, having her like full time at the house and you having businesses? How, how are you able to like adjust those things? Well, that is a good question. That's an excellent question. Um, I have to be extremely focused and disciplined with my time. Mm. Extremely focused and disciplined with my time. And it's, it all comes down to adhering to a schedule it comes down to making sure my week is 100%, well, as best I can to 100%, plan out my week um, and 
preparing the night before for my next day and not and having control of my day versus being reactive to the day yes of course things come up in life that uh need immediate attention but for the most part if you look at your week you know what is scheduled and what needs attention and uh focusing on your must-do list and your to-do lists and and that sort of thing and if there's certain appointments doctors or um if you have meetings with uh teachers or what have you you know all this beforehand me i like to be very very diligent and scheduled so that i can keep myself on track and not be surprised by the day yeah yeah and and have control of my day and that's that's literally how i have to do it like i i got to do it that way god when you're mentioning about the doctor appointments i i just got an interesting question like if she is sick obviously yes you are there to take care of her 100% but are there any scenarios that you were sick and she is completely fine how do you manage that kind of a situation oh gotcha gotcha now um i don't want to toot my horn that uh i'm a one man band that i do it all by myself and anything like that no of course i have a support system of of course uh my family my family is there and they aid and assist when need be um so in that particular isn't instance that you're bringing up you know my sister just bought a house 2 years ago in the same neighborhood that i live in so like literally uh my daughter can ride her bike 3 minutes and be at my sister's house my niece and nephew come over quite often uh my nephew likes to hang out at my house and play Fortnite on this huge screen tv and i i think i think that's exactly why he comes over like he'll come to eat my food play Fortnite and and i don't even know if he like literally says hi or bye like he just comes in and but but that's cool and i'm cool with that because the proximity is so close and so having that is a blessing that my sister lives so close and my daughter can go down there for dinner or to play or you know it, it's a great situation what did any situations for you to think of like okay my daughter is missing her mother or like she needs her mother to be here for these kind of a scenario do you have any such thoughts anytime uh oh yeah oh yeah they run through my head constantly um well she's 11 she's going to come into the puberty stage uh, I, uh, i have been there so yes uh, it doesn't matter whether it is a girl or a boy trust me in that stage actually i i i'm i'm on the i'm on the beginning part of that right now so it's coming it's coming it's just not there currently it, my son but is- it's there My son is 20 year old right now. 
So yes, uh, adds to that period. That's why I wanted to ask you in specific, like yeah, being hundred percent mom by myself, having a boy, going through that puberty, changes through his body, or like any of those things doesn't matter. Some yeah. of the things were like funny for some of the things. I mean, when he comes back and explains to me, like yeah, this is what happening with me, and I'm like, okay, fine. I just smile at it and keep going. But something yeah. I feel like, yeah, it would be. I think it would be better to have another person have this discussion. Yeah. Um. Well, now here's here's what I've been trying to do the whole time, like literally since my daughter was young, is be a good communicator. Yes. And like be open and Absolutely. honest the whole time. Yep. The whole time. and have open communication and you know i i think we're good i i think my daughter and i communicate really really well in that aspect matter of fact it was sometime this summer when we were taking our walks because we take a daily walk every day we'll walk around the neighborhood for about 25 half hour whatever just take a walk one you're getting your exercise so everybody needs that Two, it's outdoors. You know, usually it's nice out, and it's a good opportunity for just like communication and connection. So you know, it's like three benefits in one. I still do that with my son. We take our dogs and walk. Yeah, that's it's that's cool. That's cool. That and it's and it's quality time. It's quality time. Now we don't necessarily solve the world's problems or anything like that, or nor are the conversations super deep. Not usually, but but that doesn't matter. On one of these walks, she did mention she was like, "Dad, you know, if you wanted to get a girlfriend, I'd be all right with it." And I said, <laughs> "I'm like, so oh, love her. wow." Uh, That's kind of that's kind of out of uh, out of the blue there. What brought that on? You know, she didn't have an answer. She's like, "Well, I know you and mom aren't together anymore, and you don't really hang out with anybody. I mean, you hang out with me, but you should have a girlfriend." I'm like, uh, "You are kind of like." priority number one here so but thank you for your endorsement on that thank you i appreciate the same that conversation i had with my son but not at 12 years old but like what uh six months to a year around we had that conversation he was like you never go out you never hang out with friends you don't have any other life apart from me if you are really thinking about that i you 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 have to understand i'm there with you no matter what happens my culture they don't allow any of these things if you are married to one person if something happened that that is it nobody yep. even want to talk to you about like yeah do you want to date or like do you want to continue your life nothing like that so my son was telling that to me right in front of my mom saying like grandma if you are not interested mom being getting married again we don't i don't want to care about you it's her life she has to move on and she's like this for a long time now that hearing that from your daughter they are really into us too much it, you know it was it was kind of an eye opener um and kind of a cool conversation um but probably immediately after that point uh 
I think the conversation I had with her and her dating was when a, something a little like this. All right. You know, Tegan, I'm, I'm not really worried about, about you dating because I'm going to hire, I'm going to hire a whole team of ex Navy SEALs to like follow you around, to follow you around. And you're not even going to know they're there. You're not even going to be aware that these Navy SEALs are following you. Mary, it's not you. It's the guy that you're with. Exactly. Right? And these Navy SEALs are like slicker and more sneaky than ninjas. So you're not even going to know. And, <laughs> and so that's how my conversation went with my daughter on her dating. So yes. I did not give these kind of lines for my son. It is because it is a boy. <laughs> but, all yeah. that, but all that I told him is like, you start earning financially, you be well off. So then you can go and date a woman where you understand to respect each other at that point of time. I don't want right. to pay for your dating and you taking some other girl going out and all this thing. But initially it wasn't like, you're like, are you serious mom? I said like, yes, absolutely serious. But he himself did not really like wanted to go for dating and all these things. He actually understands that I have gone through a lot. I'll be honest, like I, I've been into a physical abusive relationship. So all that I always tell him is like, learn to respect women first, then you can go on dating. When you will learn I'm, to respect, yes. First to get financial independence, then you will understand that part. Yeah, yeah, maybe the financial independence part will totally change how he looks at dating. Exactly. That's my whole point. <laughs> I wish somebody had told me that. <laughs> Might have changed a whole bunch of things. <laughs> now that we are at that point, like, I mean, what actually, if you are okay to share with it, what actually happened with your married relationship? Why did you split? uh yeah i'm i'm totally open and transparent about it um the relationship itself uh, the best thing that ever happened and came out of that relationship was my daughter of course it it probably should have been a no-go from the beginning um i was in a delicate space in my life um at the beginning of this show, we talked about uh, my addiction. I, I have an addictive personality. Um, I have dealt with addiction my whole life and I will forever. My hang up is alcohol. So I'm an alcoholic, all right? I don't drink currently and I don't foresee myself in the future doing that because my life is a hundred percent better uh, not doing that hmm. and uh, I don't have time for it plus I feel better so with that and that's me and that's me that's my part that I brought to it I'm I'm an alcoholic and I don't do smart things so my choice of women at that point in time were like me well it just it just turned out that uh, my ex was also an addict with addiction issues hmm. hers was more of the heroin side oh, okay i don't know anything really about that you know 
like my I'm I'm a drunk alcoholic guy. I know booze. Okay, that's that's my thing. I don't know hard drugs, but with that combination of personalities and behaviors, uh, it's destined to be a dumpster fire. All right. So, yeah, with that situation panning out as it was, her being a drug addict, me being an alcoholic, uh, we were doomed from the get go. And, you know, it became more and more evident that it wasn't going to work out as she progressed in her addiction and me, I progressed in self-healing and getting better and becoming sober and bettering myself and taking that responsibility to heal myself. At that point in time, now it's just oil and water. It's mm. not going to mix, not going to mix. So I, I filed for the divorce. Uh, it was pretty, pretty straight and cut, cut, um, cut to the chase kind of deal evident that it wasn't going to work out when the courts looked at it. Um, they were like, well, you make the money. You're the sober person. Um, you have the job in the house and this and that. And, all right. You see, yeah, it kind of makes sense that you should be taking care of the uh, kid. The interesting thing that happened though, during that is like, she gave up, she gave up everything. Like didn't want visitation, didn't want, wow. didn't want anything to do with it. Like gave it all up, hmm. which I thought was kind of, kind of like a head scratcher. Now, um, fast forward to where we are today. All right. Um, I don't really speak to my child's mother. But I don't put barricades or fences up or anything of that sort to stop communication from her mother. If they want to call, chat, uh, Zoom calls, FaceTime, however, open up the communication, fantastic. I'm all for it. I'm all for it because that's not my part to like break that relationship apart. Uh, however, however that looks like, um, and when she's older, she can decide for herself if, what course she wants to take in her life. And I'm saying when my daughter's older, she yeah, can yeah. decide. Understood. Understood. And when you mentioned that you wanted to sober up for yourself or like stop being an addict, what changed you or like what is the why is that shift of mind in leaving all that and then moving towards this kind of a life what's well, you to do that um and i'm gonna show you something real quick one day one day i woke up and i was just sick and tired of being sick and tired she is adorable. Can you see that? Yes. Yes. All right. That's that's a picture. That's a picture of my daughter that I took one day when we were out uh, walking in a park, and there's a whole bunch of daisies just all over the place. 
It was a beautiful summer afternoon, probably like 75. And this, I snapped this picture. Mm-hmm. That is just pure joy on yes. her face. Pure joy. I woke up one morning, I, I probably overdid it, hung over, just feeling like crap, um, in a depression, uh, self-loathing, hating myself. And I saw this picture. Hmm. I saw that picture and I'm like, well, okay, enough playing around. It's time to get serious. And that's about it. Wow. Wow. How hard was it for you to come out of it? it? Being an addict, changing the mind is one thing. And again, like getting your body used to those changes is a different thing. So how oh. hard was that journey? Oh, oh, it, it's rough. It's rough. It's tough. It's, it sound, it's simple. Yes. It's a simple thing to do, but it's not easy. Yeah. It's, it, it's a simple step but it's not easy to do, you know? Yeah. Just, just quit drinking, yeah. quit doing this, quit doing the stupid stuff. Oh, okay. I'm not going to do stupid stuff anymore. Uh, right. Right. I still do stupid stuff, but mostly it's mostly it's my own fault and I'm not doing it to myself. Like, you know, so, so that'll never go away. Um, it was, it's hard. It, took well withdrawals from alcohol took me about a solid week before i like got my nerves back without being shaky and whatever took about another three months just to get my mind right and just to be like more content more relaxed um more confidence coming back in and it, it, every day, every day, growth is a process in developing yourself. Or for me, for me, it has to be, you know, to, to keep me grounded, to keep me focused, to be grateful, to show gratitude and, and love. You know, I have to remind myself to do that every single day. Definitely, definitely just there. And how... You built your businesses after coming out of these places, or was this there before itself, and you have grown into it now? I started my I started my first company five years ago. Hmm. Five years ago, when I was still married, still using, and still still a wreck. I'm actually really really surprised that I started a company in that state hmm. fast forward to where i am today uh now now i can run operate and manage with a clear mind direction um put in place strategy know what i'm doing not fuck too many things up with a clear mind hmm. and that's where building growing and scaling has come from only after only after i got sober and oh oh i remember why i started the company in the first place like strictly for my daughter strictly mm. for my daughter matter of fact i named it after her 
No, that's nice. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if she knows she's going to get a company later down the road, but uh, whatever. Whether she wants it or just sells it, totally fine by me, but I'm building it for her. What made you to come out and talk about your story these days? And of course, I think your podcast is also related to you coming out and telling your story. What made you and what do you think your purpose of telling the story out loud to everybody? Well, whether whether I'm on a podcast sharing about being a single parent or whether I'm on my podcast and I'm sharing stories about mindset, positivity, and things you can do to get out of a fixed mindset to a growth mindset, whether I'm talking about addiction and overcoming addiction, or whether I'm talking about business principles and business 101, whatever I'm talking about, like it's me. I mean, that's my story. I've dealt with this. You know, I know about building a business so I can get on business podcasts and talk about that. I am a single father and well, here's how I got to where I am now. So I can talk about that. Um, yeah, I've had a messed up mind in the past, but now I know the benefits of gratitude and love and being thankful and rewiring my brain to have a growth mindset. So that's what I, I dig talking about mindset. I really, really like talking about mindset. Um, so I, my experiences when I talk about addiction, I talk about how I am currently overcoming addiction. So anything I share, like I, I do or have done or have done it, and here's what I've done to overcome whatever obstacle it is, and here's the journey that I took, and here's what happened where I am now. So that's why do I tell it? I tell my story to be relatable to you, to be relatable to audiences, uh, to be, uh, well, it's easier to tell the truth than to make up lies and remember what I lied about, you know, so that's, that's my thought on that. When you are talking about this mindset growth thing, do you have any insight that you can share right now with the audience? Like, this is how you can overcome on a situation or like the stepwise path or whatever that you wanted to talk about that yeah for sure okay let's let's dive into mindset here a little bit um i'll share you some basic things um so first off the very first step is to like actually be self-aware and realize what mindset you're in yep. like if you are in a fixed mindset you quite often don't even realize it. All right, well, what, is our, what are some examples of being in a fixed mindset? All right, so if any of these characteristics identify with you, you may have a fixed mindset. Um, you're, number one, you're not open to advice. You're not open to opportunity. You rather be right than have any type of direction or criticism, whether that be uh, positive or negative. Um, what you believe has been with you 
your whole life and you see no other way. And if anybody else disagrees with you, you probably think that they're an idiot. Um, you're not open to communication and real discussion. So if you identify with any of those, you, my friend, are probably in a fixed mindset. Mm. Oh, if, if the friends that you hang out with, if they're talking about the same problems and the same situation and the same story that you talked about six months ago, yep. last year, two years prior, if the same conversation with your best buddy and the people that you hang out with, if they're talking about the, the same problem two years later, and you are probably talking about the same problem that you did two years ago, you have a fixed mindset. Now, I am going to give the listener hope. Once you identify that, know that you can change. You yep. can change. Just because you have a fixed mindset, it's, it's not your fault. It's not your fault. You weren't born into a fixed mindset. It has been cultivated throughout how you were brought up as a child, whether that be with uh, your aunts, uncles, uh, two-parent household, single-parent household, um, in an orphanage, uh, raised by wolves. You know, it doesn't matter. That's going to be part of how you, how you believe, how you think, your attitudes, and then your attitudes transmute into your actions, yep. all right? So that's no fault of your own, okay? But realize that, that, yeah, all right, yeah, my childhood was kind of messed up. Well, here's a shocker. If your childhood wasn't messed up, um, you're not normal. To have a messed up childhood is probably normal. Yeah. You know, to, to have everything go your way all the time, that, my friend, is not normal. So we all have some sort of baggage or some sort of um, uh, different degree of bad things that happen in our life. Now, we can live in that or we can be like, well, you know what? That could have been better. Boy, um, that situation sure sucked. But you don't have to live in it. It's not your identity. It's part of your story and it's part of who you are. What you're doing presently in this day. Now, whether you use your past and your story as um, it's going to constantly bring you down and constantly, constantly, you're going to live in that fear, that depression, that worry, that anxiety, that um, self-disgust or whatever that position was in. You can live in it for the rest of your life, but I would highly recommend that you don't do that because people do need to hear your story and they love the come up and they love to hear how you changed how you took the bad you know picked yourself up dusted yourself off and 
continued on to grow into into who you are and and like it's like the movie rocky oh he starts off as a bum and an underdog and then he comes up and he trains hard and he puts in the work and then he gets into the ring and he ends up becoming the champion all right that's the come up everybody has a come up story everybody has a come up story and i highly suggest that you share your story. That's why I like sharing my story. Maybe it's identifiable, maybe people can relate, but if I can do it and I'm uh, I'm an average guy, like I'm super average. If an average guy like me can do it, man, anybody can. And stories are the best way to uh to give hope and 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 if people can identify with it, you know, if it touches one person and then they decide to change their life for the better, then yeah. it's then it's worth it. Okay, thank you for tuning in, and you can find me on all the socials at Smitha Gunturi and the show notes for any resources mentioned. See you next week. Take care. <laughs>